0: Clayton with John Clayton. Hey, Mom!
1: I'm done with my segment!
0: This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. Time to talk football with the Professor John Clayton, as we do every day at this time with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle. If you guys have questions for John, now is the time. Text those questions into 421-3776, 421-ESPN, powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company, and we'll try to get to some of your questions before we let them go. Hello, John. Hi, guys. So, boy, the the phenomenal postseason for the nfl continues oh. and, and we asked the question last weekend and i'll ask you again is this is this now the greatest playoff run greatest postseason in nfl history i
1: think so yeah i mean because <clears throat> look how close the games have been look how unpredictable the games have been i mean like anybody even this weekend trying to predict who is going to win and who is going to lose i mean it was just such a roller coaster how do you do it and that's why i stayed away from it for three months I'm glad I stayed away from it the last 2 weeks, but it's like uh but again, the closeness of the games and you know, how well played the games are has just been amazing.
2: Yeah, what well, was uh I thought the the biggest surprise John was uh and a uh unit that has really yeah. stepped up is Cincinnati's defense. Man. Right. I was we were just talking about how I mean, they go Three touchdowns, their first yeah. three possessions. Kansas City does. Then they. What do you think about them not going kicking the field goal at at the time when Kansas City has the ball down there and it's the last play and they don't kick the field goal? Did you think, uh oh, that might come back to get them? Thought so, but then uh, like anything else, it's like, look how everybody can recover
1: and teams have recovered so much from all these different things. So it's like yeah. you look at the. It's like even in some of the games. There's been some bad decisions, but I think one bad decision in great games where each team has more than uh, 60, 65 real good plays, I mean, how do you how do you overly criticize it? I don't think yeah. there's much criticized right now for these playoff games.
2: Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought the same thing at that time. I was like, you got Mahomes, you yeah. got Kelsey, you got Hill. I mean, I, I would probably be aggressive. Yeah, there too. yeah, yeah. How'd but, you feel
0: when the Chiefs won the coin flip? <laughs> it yeah. was overtime mm-hmm. again. Going, oh boy, here we go Sorry. again.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because again, you thought they were going to drive down, and of course, what they had a three and out, so that killed that opportunity. But uh, it was it, it was incredible. It turned it over. Yeah, it turned it over <laughs> with the interception downfield on the
2: left side. So it's like, uh, wow, look at that. Well, and then you know they they finally covered Kelsey. I mean, gosh, yeah. you did, just don't let him in the scene. I mean that's the one place yeah. where he he was killing you, and, but yeah. But then they turn it around and go punt, punt, interception, mm-hmm. punt, punt, field goal, interception. So that Cincinnati defense, you know, and I I don't know if you've looked at the the numbers, John. I just kind of glanced at They're they're kind of like middle of the yeah. pack, middle of the pack, as far yeah. as defensively uh, this year, and that's probably the one unit that's really stepped up the 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 most. I'll tell
1: you why. And the thing that's so strange is that I was watching the first half. And I was watching Patrick Mahomes, and I'm saying, boy, I hope uh, Russell Wilson's paying attention to this because you know how patient uh, Mahomes was, just taking the checkdowns, you know, taking the screen passes, making the occasional run. And I'm saying, boy, if Russell Wilson can do that next year, he'll be in great shape. And then all of a sudden, they get to the second half, they couldn't do anything. Nothing. Yeah.
0: Zero. So, look, looking at these games, I mean, just going back to the the Cincinnati Kansas City game, I to me, I you know, I asked these yeah. guys the question, which which was more impressive, which win? And I, I think, without question, it's Cincinnati because mm-hmm. they were on the road. The Rams are at home, even right. though they were seemed to be more Forty Nine er fans. But for for a kid the the with the lack of experience that Burrow has, he only played ten games yeah. last year before the injury. Second year for them to go to Arrowhead, where you know, if it's not the loudest, it's second to Seattle. With everything on the, line, they get down by 18 points, mm-hmm. John. Mm-hmm. They lose the overtime coin toss. I mean, everything you could think of that would go against yeah. them, and for them to pull out the win, incredible to me was just remarkable.
1: It really was. I mean, and it just shows you that this is a team that's going to be pretty good for a long period of time. And you know, honestly, I had to you know look at the uh, the two teams closely today, and you think about how both teams did it so differently. You know, they did the star power trades. For the uh, for the Rams in being able to uh, you know get all that star power with uh, Sta- Stafford and Miller and all that different LBJ, stuff. LBJ, yeah. Yeah, and then of course you look at the uh, the Bengals. I mean, there were two wins a couple years ago, and they just built it through the draft and a few smart free agency signings like Trey Hendrickson and that. And you go, what the heck is that?
2: Yeah. Well, we were talking earlier about, uh, and I'd heard uh, Kurt Warner, who uh, was doing the radio broadcast. He was saying as a player, there was a lot of pressure in the AFC-NFC championship game. I mean, if you lose the Super Bowl, you still went to the Super Bowl. So, you know, but, um, you know, I I feel like if the Rams go and lose to Cincinnati, it's not like, I feel like everybody's going to overreact, and Sean McVay was a huge failure. Well... Come on! I mean, mm-hmm. they, they they went pretty far, so I I don't think that there's going to be any of that if if Cincinnati is able to able to pull off the upset. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, again, it's like a, that's why. I stayed away from
1: predictions, and we'll stay away from from predictions again. It's like, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it would be a big disappointment for the Rams if they can't pull this off, particularly in their home stadium. But, uh, you know, the Bengals have been so good, and the AFC right now is getting so good with all the young quarterbacks. And so it's like, uh, wow. I mean, you just think about where the future is going to be, and the future is in the AFC, and the future can be with Cincinnati.
0: John, I asked I asked these guys and the listeners this question in the previous segment: if you could if you could take one player, one player from both rosters, one from the Bengals, one from the Rams, and just plop them on the Seahawks roster, no worries about mm-hmm. salary or any of that. Just hey, I would love to have this guy from that team and this guy from that team on the Seahawks roster. Who would you take? I
1: would take Aaron Donald, and I'd take Trey Hendrickson.
0: Yeah, yeah same same two I took.
1: Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Hendrickson had fourteen sacks, twenty seven pressures. During the regular season, uh, it was a great signing coming from New Orleans. Well, you know he played really well there with the Saints, and then obviously you got Aaron Donald, uh, you know, as, as a great player there. But I would, I would take him. Uh, and then, I mean, a Jamar Chase, of course, with Cincinnati. I mean, how, how can you not consider him as far as something that you would take, too? But although this team, for example, has DK Metcalf, they have Tyler Lockett, so you could maybe get away with that. But, no, I'd take Trey Hendrickson.
0: Dave, I hope you realize and the listeners realize, John just played along with a hypothetical with us. I
2: know. Thank you, John. You're welcome. <laughs> I went with you're wrong, though, because it's Aaron Donald, and I went with Joe Mixon. Okay. Because you've gone over a thousand three. No, but the young 1200, pass rushers. Yeah, Twelve hundred yards, yeah. Yeah, Hendrickson definitely is uh, is good. And that and Hubbard too. I mean yeah. that's that's yeah. another guy. He Mahomes put three moves on him. He had to adjust three times full speed running mm-hmm. at Mahomes and he's able to force the fumble. That game could have been over right there. Uh with if the lineman doesn't fall on the ball there. But yeah, I like that uh, that you played along with this, John. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Now, now that we're in a good mood, I'm going to bring you, I'm going to bring you down. No, oh, Joshy God. boy McDaniel's. Oh, <laughs> I'm sick. Your boy Joshy, and is it Ziegler the guy that came? Yeah, along Yeah, Dave,
1: Dave Ziegler. Yeah. I mean, both it, of them had him together. I guess when they were at John Carroll
2: University. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's the thing. He's going to he's going to bring him in there, so yeah, that, that's yeah. going to be the GM, and I guess they they think alike, and so. Kind of like what uh, what left, which tried to pull off.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I tell you what, all of a sudden Jacksonville, uh, which of course I don't know. I look at the uh, you know Joshie Joshie Boy McDaniel's hired as bad as I do, not as bad, but pretty close to Urban Meyer. But it's like uh, now all of a sudden Jacksonville is looking worse than the Houston Texans as far as what they're doing because they have Talking no idea. What's that?
0: They're talking to the uh, interim head coach from the Raiders, Basaccia. Well,
1: yeah, but the big thing is that they won't fire their general manager. Mm. And, again, it's like, uh, I mean, you take a look at what Trent Baalke did in San Francisco with, like, four different coaches, and he still stays on because he's the only person right now uh, who who knows anything about football. I mean, to me, that's a complete disaster. And so that's why I I think it's going to be hard for them to get a coach like for example, I guess one of the guys that they really like is Kevin O'Neill from the Rams, but now they can't interview him because they missed the deadline to put in a request form. So to get Kevin O'Neill to even interview, they have to wait two weeks till after the Super Bowl. I mean, they are absolutely clueless right now in Jacksonville, as clueless as they were when they hire Urban Meyer.
0: So where is Leftwich? Is he is he out of the mix now, yeah, or are they...
1: right now? Yeah. I mean, he interviewed and he interviewed in New Orleans, and so they're still looking for a head coach. But at the moment, I mean,
2: you know, he he doesn't want to work for uh, Trent Baalke. Who does? Hmm. Well, and as far as they're talking about Joe um, Doug Peterson as yeah. well, right? He and won't. He was now Doug Peterson. Was he a consultant or anything, or no. is he just out of football?
1: Out of football. Yeah, okay. I don't know if he came back to Ferndale or what he did. I think he
2: lived in. Florida or whatever, but it's like uh yeah, but he was out of it. Yeah. Hey the the Bengals tight end, I felt really bad for him. It was Zoma. Yeah. Him and then Tyler Higby. Yeah. Uh who's a really good uh, tight end also. Uh do you, do we uh have any updates on those guys that look like they're No, they're I mean gone. it doesn't look like it's an A C L
1: for uh, uh the Zoma Uzama, who, yeah. who suffered the ACL last year. So it doesn't look like that's the case. And we don't know about Higby other than uh, he was pretty messed up in the game. And now we'll see where he's going to stand as he gets ready for the two the wait, wait to get to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at a quote here from uh, Zach Taylor in terms of the initial test on yeah. C.J. Azuma's knee, labeled encouraging. It says, "quote yeah, yeah. I don't know anything no, further at this point, but it seems to be encouraging initially." Right, that's
2: what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll see, but
0: would not be the worst. I know. <laughs> you
2: know. You get to the chance to go to the Super Bowl, and, and then you get, get a hurt. second ACL. Yeah, I mean, that'd be bad.
0: Yeah, yeah is they, uh, actually, they're saying it appears to have a sprained MCL.
2: Yeah, that's what that's what it looks like. Yeah, right. but an MCO would take him out. Trey Flowers is happy, and yeah. uh, Carlos Dunlap is not.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Either way, though, we we're just kind of going uh, over that. That um, you know, for Trey Flowers, I'm happy for him, certainly. But with Carlos Dunlap, that was when the new regime came in, right, in 2020, mm-hmm. and so that was he was probably going to be out of there anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and he, and he wanted to be.
1: I mean, you, you know, yeah. you're, you're looking at a team. like as good as the Bengals are right now. I mean, back two years ago, they were two and fourteen, and had no hopes of doing anything. And then all of a sudden, you know, they, uh, you know, they had an OK draft in two nineteen, two twenty. They had a, a decent draft. Two twenty one, they had a good draft. You know, they were able to get like three starters in each of the two years. You know, building and starting to build things back. And then this year, with a little bit of free agency, they put everything over the top.
0: John, uh, as far as the quarterback play goes in that Rams-49ers game, it's kind of yeah. what we thought. Both guys have a tendency to give the other defense an opportunity with some you know, head-scratching moments. And mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about it earlier, John. Uh, Garoppolo could have had four picks in this game. Oh, two- yeah. Jalen Ramsey got hit in the hands and then hit in the shoulder with a pass, two uh-huh. of which he should have had. And then I think Reader was the other guy who who missed on an opportunity for a pick. And then Garoppolo finally throws the pick at the end of the game. So, unfortunately, kind of living up to that reputation, he can play well at times, but just makes those those mistakes where you're just going, "What are you doing, man?" So it, do, are we are we pretty clear? This is it for him in San Francisco. I, th- I, I
1: think so. Yeah, but here's the weird part: going into the game, right? Uh, For percentage of wins in starts, and this includes the postseason, he was number one. He has a 794 winning percentage. Hmm. 794 going into the game. That's Mm -hmm. best in the National Football League. And you figure, Jimmy Garoppolo,
2: 794? Are you kidding me?
0: Speaks to the cast around him.
2: Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Is Debo Samuel the toughest dude in the NFL? He's tough. I I just love that kid. Oh, yeah. No, how can you not? yeah well um yeah as far as jimmy g goes we asked to uh, michael bumpus yeah. a, about this and I, I asked him you know do you think he can get better and he said no this is pretty much what you got you you feel that way with garoppolo i think so yeah yeah because again kind of like jared Goff, there's a limitation to the
1: stuff that he does and if the, if you can't get past a the limitation then all of a sudden kind of stays in the same place And so it's like, uh, you know, he's middle of the pack. And that's what he's always going to be. Now, is he going to get a job someplace next year and be a starter? Absolutely. Is he going to get traded? I think absolutely. But also, if you're going to be San Francisco, you know, is Trey Lance going to equal the type of wins that Jimmy Garoppolo got with the way that team is organized? And you just don't know.
0: Well, we we immediately after the game started seeing on social media start the Aaron Rodgers to San Francisco conversation oh, now.
1: Yeah, what do yeah. you any, no.
0: any reality to that, or is no. it strictly Denver?
1: Well, I mean, they traded away all their draft choices in San Francisco, right? Who are they going to?
0: What's I, that? I don't know what they have as far as draft. They don't capital. have nothing.
1: They have zero. Okay. So they traded away, you know, all their first round picks. So it's like, what are you going to trade to get Aaron Rodgers? You have nothing. So it's like. That's why he goes probably to Denver, because Denver will be able to put up a fair offer. And that probably resolves it right there. We'll see who else gets involved. But it sure looks like Aaron's going to get out of you know, But again, it's just a, I don't know if it's bad reporting or just stupidity around the National Football League. They'll say, oh, yeah, well, what about this possibility? Well, it's like, if you have no first-round picks, how the heck do you get Aaron,
2: Aaron Rodgers?
1: You can't. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, John, what did you think about the whole fiasco with uh, with Tom Brady and, you know, uh, you talked about bad yeah. reporting. I don't know if it's bad reporting or not. We no, were just kind of so. discussing it. But... Yes,
1: maybe early reporting, but yeah. again, you know, because again, one of the things that happens is that, you know, check with the source, check, you know, check with his agent, you know, check with, uh, you know, him. If you don't have him, you know, it's like, just don't go with other what other people say. I mean, I know I that's the way I did it and I try to keep myself out of uh, situations like that but I mean I mean you saw all day Saturday that's what everybody talked about and now of course you know uh, Brady puts everything on hold because you know he's going to retire it looks like and he's just waiting for the opportunity to announce it on his own terms which is fair but again the way it is right now it's bad
0: well we also saw that he's got he had a twenty million dollar bonus from last year, but he's getting fifteen of it February fourth this year, which leads you to believe he would make the announcement after February fourth, right? No, in the time.
1: way the way it goes, his contract is that uh, his base salary is guaranteed on the eighteenth of uh, it's eight point nine million. By the way, eight point nine million guaranteed on February eighteenth. Then, of course, the way the contract goes, because technically, what was written in the books, even though. You know, he gets 20, 24, 25 of it. He has a $40 million signing bonus. But, of course, if he retires, which he will, then 16 million of it, he'll have to pay back or just not get. And, of course, there was a, uh, you know, delayed payment that you just talked about as far as that goes. But it has nothing to do with anything in the guarantee for the contract. So <clears throat> basically, he has until the 18th of February to make a decision.
0: Because hmm, I, I was just reading this from Spotrack saying $15 million of Tom Brady's $20 million signing yeah. bonus from last March is set to be paid out February 4th. Yeah, right that's,
1: just a, that's just a delayed payment.
0: So if he announced his retirement today, yeah. he still get that $15 million? No.
1: Well, he'll get – I mean, he'll have to – payback there's still like because the way it worked out you know on the books is 40 million as far as a signing bonus okay and of course uh you know he was going to get 24 25 million of it all right so then what ends up happening is that if he retires then uh 16 you know he doesn't get and comes off the books but it's it's just a you know because when you think about what the uh the bucks did to keep everybody on the super bull roster like they did I mean they had to you know pay here pay there delay payment here it's just a delayed payment more than it is anything else
0: one one more thing on that just is as, as far as you know how Schefter handled it and, and Lance yeah. Hendrickson or whoever the other guy was um there, there were there was some sentiment out there John that oh you got to let Tom announce that you should show him that courtesy and I'm thinking that's not the job of a reporter. No. Those guys, that, their job is to break news when That's they true. get news. So yeah. the the idea that they should, you know, hey, this is how I conduct my business yeah. every single day, except for you, Tom. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to this story till you tell me it's okay. That yeah. that seems unrealistic at best.
1: I agree. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like go for what uh, you know Jay Glazier was dealing with because you know he's real tight. Sean on Payton, and for basically probably a you know, month, two month, long time period of time, you know, Payton says I'm thinking about retiring. I don't know, maybe I'll stay, maybe I'll go, and he waited and waited and waited, and then finally, when it got to the point that uh, you know he he pretty well knew, and other people started to report it because I think it was uh, Jeff Darlington and Schefter who first reported that uh, Payton was going to step down as the head coach. Then of course uh, you know. Peyton ended up uh, confirming, you know, with Jay Glazer, his good friend, that he was going to retire. But, yeah, it's like uh, uh, that's where I give Jay more credit than maybe Adam, but also, too, you're right. You're a reporter. And if the report is and nobody's proven that it's wrong, that the guy's going to retire, put it out there.
2: You going to miss Tom Brady? Yes. I'm going to miss him, too, man. I'm looking at, John, his win percentage in the regular season. Yeah. Basically, if you break it down, it gets you 12 wins a mm-hmm. season. Yeah, it, it's it's unbelievable. Well, well think that... about
1: this: is like if you go war, you know, win against replacements, which is a baseball thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you take a quarterback like Tom Brady, you know, uh, a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, you're taking four to five wins off your book. That's why, for example, when you looked at uh, Russell Wilson, I mean, I know that you know he he gets a downgraded number this year because he was hurt. But if you take him off the roster for three games and have him hurt for three games, I mean, that's still the equivalent of four or five games that you're going to be affected by.
0: John, we appreciate it. We'll talk again tomorrow.
1: Okay, sounds good.
0: There you go. If you missed any of today's cold, hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill, just download the podcast at 710 Sports. Coming up, the 49ers have a big decision coming at that quarterback spot that could shape the rest of the division. We'll get into that next. It's Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle.